0: I.V.M.
1: A brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hello, everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories. Before we begin, we would like to thank some of our very special listeners who've reached out to us and given us really positive feedback. A big thanks to the Riding Monk. Raj and Sandeep. Thank you
2: so much guys for uh, leaving some feedback
1: and uh, some glowing
2: reviews on uh, iTunes. Also, a quick shout out to Piyush Devan and his book The Footprints of Shadows. It's an anthology of 14 short travel stories and um, I would highly recommend you to go check it out. A link will be in the show notes
1: section. As for today's episode, we have an amazing woman with us who has been traveling in and around India and the world with her toddler. She calls herself the Backpacking Mom. So we would love to welcome Dina's Raisinghani to know about how she travels with her uh, little kiddo Ariana. Yeah,
2: let's get on with the episode now. So with that introduction, I'd like to welcome Dina's Raisinghani a backpacking indian mom who also happens to blog under the name backpackindianmama.com right dinas
1: that's correct hi guys <laughs> hi dinas
2: welcome welcome like to the story super
1: mom welcome <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
2: guys yeah i think we should have just uh, said that Welcome the super mom to the Wasafra stories and uh, get on with that. Uh, but yeah, Dinaz, uh, tell us a little bit more about you because uh, the introduction I gave um, is pretty concise. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, about your uh, beginnings with travel, with blogging, and uh, the gradual transition to uh, traveling, uh, traveling as a mom with a kid, right? Uh, so tell us about uh, this journey.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm from Assam, and uh, basically, I left. Uh, to study in Pune after I passed 12th and since then I've been like you know venturing everywhere small places in and around Maharashtra soon after Mm -hmm. I uh, you know I met an army officer who I later married and uh, we uh, sort of you know went out on a lot of uh, these trips together in and around Maharashtra and after we married we traveled a lot in fact within India and outside India and uh, our style of travel was basically budget traveling and he sort of got me into the concept of backpacking, basically mm-hmm. wear, wearing your backpack and going everywhere. And uh, we also got into a community known as the Hostelling International Community soon after we got married. So we, this is a community, like uh, the HI community is a group of hostels all over the world. Sure. And uh, they are youth hostels and you get a membership um, that uh, affiliates you with, uh, you know, every hostel that this community is associated with. After I graduated, I did my master's. I That's when I conceived my child. Mm-hmm. And uh, after my master's and everything, when I was, you know, giving time to the daughter, that's when my uh, plan of traveling with the baby started. So basically, when I conceived her, she was in my womb. And that's when I promised myself that I'll, like, you know, backpack to a European country by myself <laughs> with her. So this is, like, a crazy plan because everyone was, like, uh, what are you doing, like what is wrong with you like are your hormones like getting to your head because <laughs> you should think about like buying a pram buying a crib and all that stuff and look at you so i said no uh, this is like something that i really want to do because this is who i am <laughs> and we don't want our lifestyle to change because just because we have a baby so when she turned 16 months old we uh, took off on a seven country tour across europe And uh, from Germany, my husband went back basically from Berlin. That is when I started solo traveling with her. That was my first like solo traveling uh, international trip with Mm -hmm. her. And I kind of realized that I really enjoy it. So um, when I came back, I sort of started writing my blog about it because I had a lot of friends who, you know, who used to encourage me and ask me, oh, you know, now we want tips. So where did you go? How did you manage with the child? So I thought I'll just put it on social media. And that's when I got a lot of interest from other parents as well. That led to the blog. That also led to a, a travel column that uh, Indian Express uh, asked me to mm-hmm. write for them. So that is how the entire, you know, like travel writing bug actually started. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, I think it uh, almost sounds like out of a movie at places. You're a army wife, you're a super mom, and you're a traveler, a backpacker, and you're going solo with your kid. Literally sounds like... A, Plot from a movie, but uh, yeah, we are grateful and um, really, really happy that we have you on board, and uh, looking forward to uh, talking more about um, um, how, how you go, how have you been going about this because um, I mean, in, in reality the people around me that I see, at least some of them get stressed out or anxious just by traveling, uh, leave alone traveling with a kid, right? So I think it's brilliant yeah. what you're doing. And uh, we'd definitely like to find out more and um, share a few tricks and hacks as to how you've been doing this successfully, right? And, and uh what we thought we'll do is um, pick up one of your uh, trips closer to home, um, given that the Mustafa stories, uh, the focus is usually um, with the, to travel within India, right? So we thought we'll pick up um, a trip closer to home you did and uh, discuss a little bit more about the whole uh, process of preparation and uh, traveling with a kid uh, and enjoying, at the same time, enjoying uh, that whole trip, right? Uh, So that's what we thought we'll do. And um, with that thought in mind, uh, what trip or what itinerary do you want to um, share with us today?
0: Sure. So today we're going to talk about a trip to uh, this uh, very beautiful valley in India called the Parvati Valley. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm gonna take you on a journey across a few places in Parvati Valley that uh, we did with our child. Um, So basically, this uh, happened uh, last year, and it was in the month of June. So I guess we should talk about it. Brilliant! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And uh, how long of a trip was this? Uh, So we did this trip for around 10 days, and we left uh, from Ambala. And we came back to Ndala again, so all in all it was about 10 days.
2: Okay, so this was a 10-day itinerary and um, you t- said you travelled in the month of June, so is that a good time to travel, uh, given that you're uh, travelling to the northern part of India amongst the mountains?
0: yes it. I mean uh, anywhere from I, I'd say October or uh, February to June is like a better period to travel because right after that the monsoon season right. begins in India uh, which is also a very bad season to travel in the mountains because of landslides and torrential rains so uh, so post July I would say like do not travel to that area but uh, starting February to June of course I mean it's the most beautiful period
2: today. wonderful wonderful and uh, just tell us uh, just getting on this uh, journey of getting a little gyan from you in terms of how uh, one can travel with the baby right um, like what are the things you do um, say differently or just to be well prepared right to start with the uh, to travel with the baby just to uh, avoid any unwanted surprises any special preparation that you take care
1: of yeah and also like what goes into the backpack i mean with respect <laughs> to the baby packing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, there are
0: like three things that i often tell moms to take care of during traveling so basically, we take care of the kids huh? eating, sleeping, and pooping uh, huh? schedule. So once uh, these three things are basically taken care of, in the sense that you know your cues for your kid okay. telling you when they're hungry, mm-hmm. they're sleepy, or they want to poop. So uh, these worries will like you know reduce a lot once you take care of these three queues um, apart from that um, it's very uh, important to travel as light as possible especially when you're backpacking and uh, also buy like you know very essential minimal things like uh, travel handy packing cubes for example that go into a backpack A portable uh, baby carrier, which was actually a lifesaver for us when we were traveling in the mountains because obviously she wasn't able to walk, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in that hilly terrain. So we carried a baby carrier with us. So she was like on our backs most of the time. Um, apart from that, uh, we carry emergency medication because in uh, situations like these where there is no phone connectivity or a medical shop nearby, it's very essential to carry any sort of emergency medication. Apart from that, I think basic snacks because we were very sure that she would get you know access to uh, fresh milk and mm-hmm. fresh food at the location. And uh, so, that is why we sort of picked up the stays that I'm going to talk to you about. Apart from that, we didn't really fuss too much about uh, carrying everything possible and probably like a fresh and <laughs> and all that stuff. We didn't do all that because it's not necessary. we hey, are
2: Indians. I wouldn't be surprised if we <laughs> carry all of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I get like so many fairies. Did you feed her? Should I take a pressure cooker? I said, why would you take a pressure cooker on a backpack? I would
1: love to see the size of that backpack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, so because we were traveling by car, we also had a small carton with us that was filled with uh, snacks. And, you know, any like knickknacks and stuff like that for her that, you know, she would munch on on the way. So um, this was like a road trip, which is why it was easier for us to handle the child because we had access to other, you know, keeping more luggage. But uh, like primarily, we just packed like one backpack each for the both of us and one baby bag.
1: That's about it. Okay, and how how old was she that time?
2: Yeah, let's uh, actually uh, to give a shout out to uh, baby Ariana, right? That's her name
1: also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how old yes. is
2: baby uh, Ariana? At
0: that time she she's almost 4 now, so she was 3. Oh, okay. Wow.
2: Brilliant and uh, yeah, thank you for these um, handy Tips. um getting back to the itinerary right you said you started off from Ambala uh, can you briefly like draw out um, the Parvati Valley for us in terms of uh, where or which state it covers mostly
0: yeah sure so Parvati Valley is based in the uh, state of Himachal Pradesh uh-huh. and uh, basically the valleys extends eastwards uh, from where the river Parvati and the river BS uh, mm-hmm. they meet. Sure. So, this is uh, spread across a couple of villages on the way to Manali. So, you can, like, there's a, like a bunch of villages which are together called Parvati Valley because the Parvati River runs through it. So, um, you can choose to stop at any of the villages or if you're not aware of the valley, you'll probably just cross it and, you know, go ahead to Manali. But uh, it's a very, very beautiful place to see and it's not, well. some of the villages are not uh, very, very crowded now. So, it's a great time to visit with or without, uh, you know, a kid or anything. Um, because they give you breathtaking views of the, you know, Himalayan peaks and everything. So, it's a journey there is totally worth it. We were also like, uh, we had also heard a lot about uh, the Parvati Valley earlier. Mm-hmm. But uh, we could never go there before we had a kid. So, after we had the child, we were like, you know, let's just like do it. And let's not uh, obviously like try to have a, like a very go on a hippie trail or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But let's just go on a very like a trekking uh, you know trail with the child. So we uh, so I'll draw the route route for you. We sure. started from a- Ambala mm-hmm. and then we uh, basically went by road to this uh, place called Jari, okay. which is a small town in uh, Parvati Valley, uh, where we stayed. And uh, from there, we carried on to the Tosh Valley, which is very famous. I mean, almost everyone knows about the Tosh Valley and sure. Parvati Valley. From there, we came back to Kasol, and uh, which is also famous as the hippie town mm-hmm. of India. And then from Kasol, we did like uh, day treks to Chalal and uh, nearby areas. And then we were in Kasol for a few days and then we fell back to Umbala
2: wonderful wonderful After that. yeah as yeah. you as you mentioned uh, it is that stretch uh, right uh, that the parvati river passes through and the valley uh, it forms and uh, a bunch of villages along the way like you mentioned uh, jerry kasol malana manikaran yes. tosh all of those i think that's what collectively uh, are referred to as the Parvati Valley. And um, as you rightly mentioned, some great views of the mountains, the beautiful, cold and gushing rivers, mm. uh, the Parvati River, the uh, green pines, conifers, all of them, and uh, some hot springs too, to <laughs> just add add them in there, right? So it's uh, really uh, nature's bounty, I would say, and uh, some great views to be enjoyed. Now tell us, what uh, you said Jari was your first stop, right? So what was um, mm-hmm. planned while you were um, stopping? Stopping at Jari. What was uh, uh, on the itinerary, and uh, what, what was planned uh, for the trip?
0: Yeah, sure. So the first stop we stayed in Jari. Jari, why? Because it has a uh, homestay that we, you know, found on the internet um, uh, called uh, the Parvati River uh, okay. River Cottage, which was based in a village called Baladi, which is basically on the other side of the Parvati mm. River, but it is accessible uh, only through trekking uh, from Jari. So basically, it's a downhill trek once you reach the town of Jari and the only landmark that we were told by the, the owners of the homestay were that there's one uh, uh, liquor shop in <laughs> Jari town. You have to find that liquor shop and once you find it, there's a downhill trek. So take your, um, and we'll, like, we'll send someone there so uh, to help you with the luggage, but you guys will have to trek. So, we said we have a baby, you know, with us and everything. So, they were like, uh, so I like, why do you want to come? So, that was their question. (laughs) But uh, then we kind of asked them how difficult is the trek and everything. So, they were like, it's just 700, 800 meters. And if you're like avid trekkers, then there shouldn't be a problem for you. And we'll send someone along. So, we met, we parked our car in Jari itself at one of the parking lots. And a guy from the homestay came. Uh, his name is Mahin, And uh, so these, basically this homestay is run by, it's owned by uh, two guys from Gurgaon named mm. Prakul and Anshum And uh, it basically spreads only by, like it's run only through word of mouth. They don't do a lot of publicity on social media and all that. I think they want to kind of keep it that way. So we got in touch with them only through reviews. We, they, we, we didn't really like see a website mm. or anything. And uh, once we did, they sort of... Uh, have these bunch of guys who are running the homestay from all across India. So one of these guys came and they offered to take our luggage through a trolley across the river, which is called a span. Basically, they just dump your luggage into the trolley because there's a way, that's the only way it'll reach across the river. Uh, You can't carry those heavy backpacks on the trek. So they sent the trolley across with our luggage and then they let us trek along, uh, you know, behind it. So me, uh, my husband wore my daughter behind uh, on the uh, baby carrier and I followed with a little bit of luggage and uh, with the guy like leading us. So it was like a downhill trek right up to the Mm -hmm. base of the river and uh, it was connected by a bridge. The cottage was connected by a bridge, okay. uh, you know, through the river, across the river. So we had to cross the bridge, and then we literally, like, you know, we were, the home, the homestay was located on the river. It's not even by the river; it's, it was like on the river. Like we were, <laughs> the, the terrace and everything was like, like it was covered covered by water, by oh the river. So the when we saw that, we were like, oh my god, is this where we're gonna stay? This is <laughs> spectacular. And uh, it was a little crazy also because, like, you know, you literally had to, like, roll down a mountain to reach it. But then um, we, uh, we wanted to. We wanted to cut away from everything and we wanted to make Ariana also experience, like, a little offbeat uh, destination. So we came there. We stayed with those mm. guys for a couple of days. And from there, we uh, took off on a okay. day trip to Tosh. Tosh Valley. Tosh is around 22 mm. kilometers from Jerry. And uh, we drove there by road. Now, uh, the road up till Barshani uh, to Tosh is pretty good. I mean, you'll see, like, you'll be enthr- like enchanted with the views on either side and the river part with right. the flowing, uh, mm-hmm. up, you know, as you go along. But after Barshani, so there are buses also that go up to Barshani. But uh, after that, the road literally turns into, like, no road at all because it's so bad. It's full Mm. of pebbles and rocks. And we went, like, we took a car that it's possible to take cars and taxis, but the road is, like, really broken. So, which is also a good advice to kind of, you know, not go in the months at all to Toj Valley because your car will, like, you know, invariably get stuck or anything or you'll fall into trouble if you, like, you know, try to come back the same day. So, um, so we finally reached Tosh, and Tosh was a small, like a now a very big hamlet, um, in the valley, and uh, it's again kind of an Israeli-infested <laughs> village. Uh, apart from like the uh, actual commercial vibe of it, the views from Tosh are like really breathtaking. You can see the entire Parvati Valley from there. Uh, So we walked up those lanes and everything. Our daughter was walking along because those were like, you know, level mm. grounds once we reached the village. And uh, the to- the people are welcoming, I think, there because they know about tourism. They want tourism that side. The only downside was that Tosh now has become very like full of litter and it's very, very commercial. So we didn't like that part of it. But um, just to catch in the views, we went to this cafe mm-hmm. called Pinky Didi's Cafe, which is like right at the end of, uh, you know, the valley, the village. And uh, from there, one can see like gorgeous, like 360 degree views of the valley. And uh, you can just sit down with a green chai or whatever and then just take in views. So that's what we did for a long, long time. We just like sat there and uh, we like spent like a good two or three hours. And after that, we walked around the village a little bit. And uh, by that time, it was evening time. It was time to return to Jari because otherwise it would get really late. So we came back the same day. Um,
2: And, uh, yeah, just to touch upon Tosh, right? Uh, I mean, uh, the village, uh, as you rightly mentioned, it has, um, in the recent years, become a lot more commercial. And uh, I guess uh, byproduct of that is the litter and the overcrowding that you might have seen. So mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the downsides. Yeah, it's also known for the wonderful views and the beautiful cafes there, right? Because I think one of our previous guests also was uh, going gaga over um, some of the cafes that she saw there. And, yeah, no surprises, the... Uh, Israeli population there also Uh, apparently this falls on the Hamas Trail as they call it a lot of the Israelis that uh, do the Hamas Trail starting right from the Himalayas passing through all of these uh, through Goa and down south uh, all the way till um, I think Tamil Nadu Kerala um, all of that so uh, (laughs) yeah I'm I'm, I'm glad that you got to enjoy uh, some of the wonderful views from the cafes and um, the uh, nice hippie town kind of vibe also right Uh, in in these uh, villages even though I I think now it's a little overdone, but uh, it's still uh, very different from um, usually the places we as uh, tourists or travelers are going from. So uh, that's great. Now you're back to Jari village on the same day, you said, right? Mm
0: Yes, that's correct. So we came back to Jari and the next day we went on like a village hike. Uh, in Jari itself, so the one of the people from the homestay is called Ruchet. He took us on a village walk to this village called Baladhi which is actually where the homestay is situated, mm-hmm. and uh, it has a, a very small, you know, bunch. Very cute-looking village with pristine views of the valley and everything. Mm-hmm. You have to hike uh, to reach every, like you know, house. It has different kinds of terrain. So again, we were wearing the baby when we went. She was walking in several stretches, but then we preferred to, like you know, keep her on us because she was just three at that time. Um, and also, we stopped by like local houses. So basically, we saw the way that they were, you know, farming. Uh, cultivation they had like apple orchards and everything Um, apart from that they always had like even like however uh, the good or bad the financial situation of the house Mm -hmm. they would always have like an organic garden and a cow or you know like a goat or sheep or something Mm -hmm. that's tied to their house so yeah. that is like you know something that they they all have. Okay. Apart from that, they also we spotted a lot of like herbs. Um, there was cultivation of marijuana, of course, which we mm. saw in plen- plenty. Right. And uh, some of the freshest, like, mint leaves, like, huge mint leaves that we've never seen before in, like, markets anywhere. The entire air was smelling of pudina. It was so fresh. <laughs> and uh, what can I tell you? That was, like, one of the best, uh, I think, times that, uh, evenings that we spent uh, walking in
1: Jari Village. And ha- how's the how's the baby responding so far? Is she, like, happy with the trip? and?
2: I mean, yeah, but sometimes yeah. babies uh, tend to get cranky, cranky right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this happened like a couple of days after uh, (laughs) all this happened. So basically like we did Tosh and then we did like the village walk and everything. The third day she fell a little sick. So basically because of the change in temperature and everything, she picked up a mild fever. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is why we also kept, we had kept a buffer day. We always keep a buffer days uh, for her. So uh, in case something happens to her or you know one of us, we can rest so uh, originally the plan was to go to Manali the same day but we stayed back because we wanted her to recover Mm -hmm. so um, that is what we did and the next day like she was absolutely fine because she was well rested she had like the guys made a lot of like hot soup for her and they were they were like two dogs over there and my daughter's very fond of dogs (laughs) so she was like meeting like feeding the mountain dogs and everything and uh, yeah she had a lot of fun the next day we went to Manali from there Mm okay
2: okay wonderful Um, so this is after the um, trip to uh, Baladi Balati village you said Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. okay. Cool. Now back from when were you we back from Manali, uh, Dinaz? Uh so we was we were just basically there because like we haven't we hadn't taken Ariana there, so we went to Manali. We spent like a couple of days, and uh, we basically just spent it around on Manali and like came back. Okay. And uh, we were more interested in the uh, last leg of the journey, which was basically camping with Ariana. It was our first camping experience in Kasol. Uh-huh. So, uh, again, with the same tour operator, the same guys run like a bunch of properties across Parvati Valley. One of them is the Parvati Woods Cottage and the Parvati uh, Woods Camp, around two or three kilometers away from Kasol Town. So, um, that's where we reached from Manali. And uh, we camped there. They have like very, uh, they have basic tents, but they're pretty huge. Like they have common toilets and everything. But everything is very clean. It's hygienic. There's a small cafe in the camp itself. So we had access to like food and everything for the child. But we also could carry the car up till there, which was why, uh, you know, we had also like picked up some essentials from Manali itself, pre mm-hmm. for the child. So we we camped with her and uh, it was a great experience. It was pretty cold at night, but then uh like we had bonfires and everything going on and she there was a dog there in the camp as well. So my daughter was very very happy again. <laughs> yeah. So by this time she had recovered. She was pretty happy with the entire like first camping experience for her at three years. So she was like jumping with joy when she saw like she was going to sleep in a
2: like under a tent Aww, and, nice <laughs> and uh, did you guys also spend some time in kasol because you said this is a little um, perhaps on the peripheries of uh, kasol right so did you spend time in the town of kasol as well
0: uh, yeah but very very little time to be very mm-hmm. honest because we uh, we wanted to again skip like the tourist circuit and obviously I mean because there's a lot of smoke and everything going on so for, with the baby we wanted to avoid like the cafes that had um a lot of smoke around it but then we did go. We ate at a bunch of places there like very good places for lunch and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Also we trekked up to Kasol uh, via this uh, village called Chalal. Okay. So, uh, what we did was one morning we took off from the camp itself and then we crossed the river to go up to this uh, hamlet called uh, Chalal through another village called Katagla. Yeah. So, we all this was via a trek route and uh, it was, it's not very very difficult to trek up there, With a, I mean, if you are like a hands-on trekker, you have good shoes and everything and it's good season, it's like wise to go on that trek. You should not miss it because it's very, very pristine and very, very pretty. It's um, what Kasual used to be a few, like many years earlier. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of homestays there, great cafes and food and everything. But once you cross that also, you have lovely, uh, like, you know, views of the river and the valley. So you can just like park yourself there. So that's where we meant basically to spend the day. We, uh... Like stopped uh, by the river. We spent a lot of time with Ariana, and then we ate lunch at a cafe in Chalal itself. Okay, wonderful. So after that, we trekked uh, up again, and then that's how we reached Kasol town, basically. Mm-hmm. On your way uh, back, we walked there. Yeah, yeah, on on our way back. And uh, once we reached Kasol, we spent like the evening there, ate there and everything, checked out the market a little bit. But then because we'd been to Manali, we just did not want to (laughs) like even look at like the market there. So, um, yeah, so we just came back from there uh, the the same day itself. So that was like a small little time in uh, Kasol town.
2: Okay, cool. And then uh, did you have like more uh, little day trips planned ahead as well? Or uh, was uh, Chalal one of them?
0: uh yeah Chalal was one of them we just went to these many because although you can do like for other tourists that's what i can tell you there's a lot of other treks like Kheer Ganga and uh, you know pin parvati pass and everything that they can do from there so these are like the kind of treks that you can do but because uh, we had a child also we didn't want to do like the more you know like the heavier treks which involved like camping at night and that right the multi day
2: multi yeah
0: yeah The multi-day treks, exactly. But uh, we also did not go to Malana because uh, Malana, again, I think was like a full day trek. And with such a small child, we didn't want to, you know, go up there um yeah yeah,
2: yeah uh, as as you rightly mentioned um i think kasol is uh, kind of uh, one of the center points right to stay and do a lot of um, day treks and as well as uh, some of the longer treks also uh, malana one of them there's yes. also uh, treks to kirganga and then uh, grahan village also i think right is uh, one of the grahan yes so exactly are, uh, that's right day treks that one can engage in and uh, uh, each one of them has like um, its own little bit of uh, history, culture, or a little bit of trivia that uh, it has associated to it. For example, uh, Malana, you perhaps know, right, that uh, it's uh, considered to be one of the Aryan villages uh, that's made up of people uh, who call themselves descendants of um, Alexander the Great, (laughs) etc.
0: Absolutely, yes.
2: It's it's a uh, very intriguing in um, some instances, and uh, I think it just adds to the whole uh, romance around that uh, Parvati Valley stretch. Right, different uh, you come across different kinds of people, different cultures, etc. Um, you also mentioned earlier on uh, while you were staying in um, Jari Village that you had a chance to interact with uh, some of the people there, the locals, and uh, um, uh, what kind of mm-hmm. um, say culture or um, their architecture or a little things like that did you come across uh, dinos?
0: uh Yeah, so basically they're very like humble people, sweet people and uh, they basically get their earnings from the production of hashish. They do a lot of cultivation of apple orchards and they have great uh, like wooden houses that they've built. Um, apart from that, they're, uh, because uh, the homestay that we were staying in was also lo- owned by like a local Himachali from there itself. Okay. So he had leased this property to these guys. So he used to come and like, see like who are the people that are coming and staying at in his property and everything i think they had like a lease Mm -hmm. thing going on like a partnership Mm -hmm. thing going on so this guy Ruchit from the homestay itself he took uh, us to meet like a lot of like these local people we didn't eat at any of the places there but then we did meet a lot of farmers and uh, apart from that i think in the night these two my husband and Ruchit, they ventured out for some luguri and uh, which is Uh like a local liquor there and uh so he has this like my husband has this like passion for like you know finding out the local liquor in every <laughs> ma- like village that he goes to like from ladakh to sikkim to other uh, places to nagaland recently that we did we always tried the local okay. flavor of the liquor so he went at like 9:30 to this villagers house and i was like just don't go because everything gets shut at 8 pm and you know these are like lush thick bushes and everything through which you are going it's completely dark but that guy was so sure they were like uh, don't worry we'll come back and all that so they went carrying like they, they didn't even light a torch because that guy was like you know animals will spot you so they will not light it <laughs> so they so they went walking and then uh, they had a that carried like a small broken distillery bottle and something like that and then they knocked on like a small wooden door and uh like a very small house tiny house and this couple like this old lady came out Himashley woman. And then uh, so they were like Lugri Chaye Lugri Chaye and then they went outside and the lady disappeared for fifteen minutes and they were wondering like, you know, why why has she take like what is wrong with her? After fifteen minutes she came out with like a bottle wow. like, of freshly brewed luguri and, and and which was given to them for fifty rupees only. And uh, so these guys, like that was like the big, you know, catch <laughs> that that day. So they came back and they were like, Pata hai, mani aj, he marches, baby, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, so we had a lot of, like, uh, fun meeting these guys also uh, from the homestay. There were, like, a lot of guys running it as well. So, they told us about, you know, why they had left their jobs in, like, Bombay, Bangalore. They quit everything and then now they're, like, running this homestay because it gives them a lot of happiness. And they're also getting to meet, like, new people every day. And uh, it was also the first time they were, like, you know, seeing a baby in their their (laughs) homestay. So, yeah, they were very happy, yeah. Oh, wonderful. It's
2: yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it looks like um, your husband has gotten into some uh, adventure activity also <laughs> while on this trip, yeah. right? Oh, yeah,
1: True. That, that reminds me, were there any particular activities done for the baby as well or uh, she was just enjoying? Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: uh, because at the camp that we were staying in, which was like on pretty flat land, the owner's uh, daughter was also there. She was a little older than Ariana, uh-huh. but then because uh, she was there. Uh, All of us had a lot of fun, uh, you know, together. So we went on like a mini uh, trail around the river, Parvati, one day. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, she went up to the base of the river and then she touched the water.
1: Oh my God, huh? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and then we also took her like to see like a trout farm uh-huh. because uh, himalayan trout uh-huh. so she would actually see like a lot of fish together which was like her first experience of you know seeing the fish yeah. sure. so many fish together that's, so that was like a good thing
1: that's amazing yeah. i mean that like, basically connected to nature it's, it's beautiful i i just had that thing about uh, how do you inculcate the habit of a kid learning to travel at this young age because A lot of time we end up seeing parents struggling to manage their kids even in normal, like in the normal Uh, day.
0: Well, I think uh, probably because we just started traveling with her since she was three months old. I think her first like experiences and like her entire sensory, like, you know, experience of seeing new destinations and going to new locations, taking a flight at such an early age made her, I mean, adapt. So we just started traveling because more so because out of compulsion, because we were moving stations when she was three months. So we had to travel quite a long distance and we also took her first flight at three months, post which we took a uh, trip to Bhutan when she was seven months old. And uh, this we did consciously because we wanted to take her along. It was not like, uh, like set in stone because my husband was on a biking trip and I was like, I just want to come along and this is not fair, you know. Like, I've had the baby, <laughs> okay. so so the, So, he was like, If you want to come, just get a bunch of your friends and like see if they also want to come. So, it was just like me, my friend, her husband, and Ariana. We went separately and uh, he was on a, on his own uh, motorbike. Mm-hmm. Huh? So, we uh, traveled by road from uh, Silikuri onwards to Bhutan, and she that was her first like real international experience so to speak and also like a proper journey about bhutan so i was seeing that you know she was not getting sick on the way she used to sleep easily with more like you know when she used to be in motion and everything thankfully you know so i like testing all these things as if like you know to see if she had motion sickness or if she was getting sick with changes in temperature but with each new journey we saw that she was adapting even more and uh, she had like uh, thankfully she has like a decent memory so when she comes back from a trip, I like, I get to hear of, like, her perspective on, yeah.
1: Version. Of, like, Aww. a certain
0: thing. So, she'll remember, no. yeah, oh, like, wonderful. the most, like, random thing, but no. she'll remember it. And then she'll come back and say,
1: That is wonderful. She's indeed, like, a super baby. That's what <laughs> yeah, touchwood.
0: I mean, uh, I don't know, super baby or not, but then, you know, at least she's adjusting with us, and she... Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that. Uh, that perhaps might be what it comes down to, right? Uh, like conditioning them to traveling instead of uh, like pampering uh, them, yeah, and, pampering uh, them and keeping them in a
1: shell. Yeah, like, yeah. if they're just
2: used to say uh, one kind of environment, then there's that high possibility or probability of them throwing up a tantrum and those conditions change now if they're traveling and if they're used to changes maybe they'll not throw it up. i'm just uh, like putting this theory out there but uh, it might be it might be one of the reasons is what i think oh uh,
0: yeah you're right about that because uh, since she was very young we've also exposed her to different styles of travel so it's not necessary that we take both like budget and luxury trips when we can we try to expose her to like different types of beds also different types of all like kitchen experiences of, not basically getting used to the fact that the minute you land from an airport or railway station you'll be in a taxi all the time you'll be taken to a hotel that's not the way that we you really know want to make her grow up at least so we that's how we also wanted her to expose uh, to expose her to a lot of hostelling so um we've stayed in hostels all over the world and that's how she's also growing up she's meeting other people she's playing in these communal areas and everything we cook in the kitchen for her and uh, we try as much to stay with local families when we're travelling, so we take up BNBs rather than hotels, and uh, that's how she's been like you know exposed to a lot of like other ethnicities as well, so when she sees someone of a different like color race, origin, or anything, she's not like like shocked or anything like you know yellow q hair mirabal black key. Like that that's yeah, what yeah. she does ask these questions but she's not like averse to anything now, so she's accepting everything around her. Which is, I think, uh, a positive experience.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what about? Did you have you ever faced any challenge with respect to um, Ariana during her travel trips?
0: Uh, Yes, I mean, uh, of course, there are challenges with a baby. There will always be challenges. So, uh, we did face, uh, like, when we went on our, like, uh, extensive backpacking trip and we were walking across different countries in Europe, it was also a little hectic for her because she was 16 months old and we did, like, seven countries. And uh, we were going from, like, place to place. We also, like, took a sh- ship in between. So, um, in bits and pieces, I think, like, we, yeah, she did throw tantrums in between just like any other baby, but nothing to, like, you know place us on guard to completely give up travel. Also, like when I solo backpacked with her in Germany, I remember that I had not read the reviews of a place. So the accommodation was like not up to like for safety standards for a baby. It was not that safe. And uh, so this is another tip that I give all like everybody who asks me to as a solo parent, like how do you backpack? I'd say always read reviews of the accommodations that you're going to Mm -hmm. before you, you know, book the accommodation, especially if you're traveling alone with a child. And uh, always have a plan B, like in case plan A fails. Because uh, you don't want your child to like, you know, suffer because of you. Right. So, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think those are some great points. And Dinas, what about some of the misconceptions that uh, parents tend to have um, about traveling with kids? Um,
0: Well, the general misconception, I think, across India is that uh, they tend to be very uh, worried about how they'll take care of their children's uh, like food mm. and uh, every other thing that happens like in case of an emergency so I get a lot of like these uh, and also like uh, traveling misconceptions. so basically they think that flying with the baby is just not possible or uh, what if the baby doesn't let them like enjoy at all during the trip what if they're like the baby gets sick or what to feed them in certain places so I always tell them that see there are kids that are living across the world it's not only India that uh, there are kids um, mm. <laughs> that have kids so, wherever kids uh, live, that is where kids right. can go. So, if your kid actually lives in Iceland, you can actually go to Iceland. So, um, that, that's like the kind of logic that I also have uh, about traveling with children. Um, and that's what I try to break as well. That it's not a myth that you, you know, you, that you shouldn't... Like, it's very, very tough or I can't, like, go to... I can't also take public transport with a child. How do I go to, a, you know, take a train in a foreign country... How do I take the subway line with her and uh, everything? So these are like actual questions that I get from parents. And they ask me like, you know, what did you feed her for all these days? I said, she ate like local Mm -hmm. food also. Because she uh, was 16 months at that time and she was, you know, eating solids. And uh, so she like took to outside Mm -hmm. food as well. So um, another thing that I encourage parents is to let them try like uh, other tastes as well. Besides only homemade food, because if you do that, then you're going to take the child and you're going to have a very tough time traveling yourself. You're going to have to cook all the time for the child. So to basically also develop their immunity, it's better that you encourage them to try different tastes. And uh, once you ensure the hygiene, the water, etc. of places and like boiled milk or something that, you know, you should Mm -hmm. give the kid. Um, apart from that, there's not really much that, you know, that uh, the kid needs to thrive
2: on. I think those are very valid points and uh, certainly points that um, parents with um, young kids can uh, take note of. And uh, uh, I think engage in travel because, um, yeah, as we said, parents, especially Indian parents for that matter, right, they tend to put off travel altogether where, uh, until the kid grows up to a certain mm-hmm. age. So. I think by keeping these things in mind, it's, um, certainly possible to travel along with a kid and, uh, you just have to be better prepared, I think. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much for these, uh, wonderful points, Dinaz. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, that was a great segue about, um, talking, talking about a few points, uh, that you face while traveling with kids. And now getting, just getting back to the itinerary as we close this up. So, um, you were, um, Finishing finishing up in Kasol, you did a couple of um, uh, treks from there. Uh, did you have anything more planned or uh, were you ready to head back to Ambala after this?
0: Uh, well, no, because we'd already finished mm-hmm. like Manali in between. And uh, we had also gone to a village called Vashish uh, ahead of Manali, which is okay. uh, during our stay there. So basically, this was again like a day trip to this village, which was a little away from uh, Manali town and uh, it has again a lot of like lovely cafes very good views from uh, the you know like the first of the mountain cafes over there so we yeah so that's what we did we basically went there went to manali came back went to kasol camped and i think that was enough for like you know a trip to the <laughs> sure so we went back to ambala quietly after that
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's already quite an extensive trip, and um, yeah, kudos to you for um, having winged this brilliantly with uh, baby Ariana, uh, while also enjoying the literally nature's bounty, right? As as we mentioned earlier on, with all these uh, uh, amalgamation of the different colors of the nature. So uh, I think what made it even better for us was that um, you, being the super mom you are, you managed to do all of this um, with with uh, baby Ariana. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you and. Uh, an eye-opener of sorts also learning so much about um, how one can travel along with kids um, while enjoying the trip and not being stressed out about it or uh, being anxious about the trip before we let you go why don't you tell us um, your social media handles and uh, where people can follow you your your blog and your social media handles yeah sure
0: thanks for having me it was really nice to talk to both of you Uh and uh, your audience about traveling with a baby so uh, basically, you can reach me at my uh, on my blog, which is at www.backpackindianmama.com Also, I am on Instagram at backpacking underscore Indian underscore Mama, mm-hmm. and uh, I also have a Facebook page by the same name, Backpacking Indian Mama. So that's like across uh, social, like the main social media handles, I guess, for now.
1: Okay, perfect. We will add all those links in our show notes section as well. And thank you so much. You have like, seriously, like a house I have said, it's an eye-opener as well as it's an, I think a motivation to all the women and men of their parents basically, that you can travel with your uh, baby. So that's not going to like stop you thank you so much and uh, happy traveling ahead we would love to see more travel stories can't wait to see more travel stories here. Yeah. thank you thank you
0: so much uh, both of you for having me on your show and it was really nice to, to talk about it in uh, your questions are very very like leading and it made me talk so much so thanks a lot thank, thank you. you we
2: enjoyed it ourselves dinas thank you so much and a big hi and lots of love to baby ariana
0: i know Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. She says hi back. Thank you. That was yet another great episode of the Wasafra Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Savan, Pocket Casts, CastBox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. We go by the handle the Massaffer Stories. Or if it suits you, you could email us at stories at gmail.com or visit our website at ww.themassafrostories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode. So here's to more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then. Happy travels, and goodbye.